0: Welcome to Raising Up Copts, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture, hosted by Madonna Lewindi and me, Laura Michael.
1: Hello, everyone. And the question for this week is a loaded one, but it is, what are the perceived expectations of fathers versus mothers in church and in society? And then how do you make it work in your own home? So, Laura, I really I want to start with you. What was your expectation growing up? For home and church?
0: Well, as one listener uh, put it, the expectation is mother does all the work and tends to the father's needs. And that was sort of the expectation I got from Egyptian culture and from uh, you know the, the way that church was sort of operated is that the women are in the kitchen cooking all the food and bringing the place to the husbands. The man is on the couch at home and he's being brought whatever he desires and all of his needs are cared for and all of his children's needs are cared for. It wasn't like that in our childhood home, though. Mom did a lot. She did the cooking and the cleaning. But she also honored the things that dad did. And he took really the reins on the spiritual, religious teaching. He did the grocery shopping. He would help cook occasionally, and he would do the dishes. Mom also was helping us with clothes shopping and things like that. And in church, we were with mom completely. We were four girls all at mom's side on the women's side. And this actually freed dad to be ordained a deacon here in the U.S. and begin to serve as a chanter and then a reader. And I saw him evolve a lot, too, uh, as we spent time in American culture and as he grew older, becoming more and more involved in in the house and in helping mom with things. So I went into my marriage with this expectation that partnership was possible. It it didn't have to be exactly the way society had placed these expectations or that Egyptian culture had placed expectations.
1: That's really cool. And I think I really resonate with the whole evolution of dad thing, because that's kind of how it was in my home too. I definitely got the idea when I was very young, that kind of dad just um, gets everything kind of handed to him and provided for him. But I have to, you know, add a caveat and a disclaimer to that, because, you know, we moved to America and my dad was really trying to find a way to provide for us. So naturally, he was out all day working all day, really trying to make his way in this world in America. And my mom was at home. And so naturally, she took on the role of being our caretakers and taking care of our school and, and cooking and cleaning. And, and, you know, dad got to come home to a dinner. Um, And that's just what worked for them. And as far as church goes, you know, it kind of was the same thing, you know, mom was with us and she would, you know, um, take care of us when we needed bathroom breaks or we needed a snack or she kind of like made sure that we were paying attention in church. And my dad, he kind of instilled the rules of church. So he would, you know, tell us like, Hey, you need to be tithing and you need to fast. And, um, you know, God said, this is the commandment. And my mom also had a role in that, but hers was more relational. She tells us like, these are how the saints lived and here's how we show God we love him. So they definitely both had um, a really clear role to me, but I will say that it changed once I got married about what the expectation and what actually happened. Um, so Laura, tell me a little bit about how it was in your marriage. How did it work out?
0: Yeah. So I, I know that I went into the marriage again, wanting a partnership and Abuna is, Again, incredible. And his mother really put them all, all three of her kids to work. And so, Abuna was very um, able and willing to help out around the house and to help with the kids. He spends a lot of time with our kids and he makes them really a priority in his life. And he plays with them and he um, teaches them and just spends a lot of time taking care of them. So, I never feel like it's all on me. Um, I do the cooking because we. Uh, we tried that a couple of times and Abuna scares me. He's, he's always too fast and he nicks himself with the knife and the sight of blood freaks me out. So I just kicked him out of the kitchen. But other than that, he's very, very helpful overall, even with all of his duties and all of the things he has to do. I do feel like uh, we are equal partners and sometimes I feel actually quite spoiled. Um, what
1: about you, Madonna? Yeah, I mean, so going back to my dad real quick, I mentioned that he evolved Obviously, he didn't have much to do with us when we were younger, but then as we got older, um, you know, he was really super involved in our school and when it got serious and things like that. So I kind of went into my marriage expecting that when my kids were young, I would be all hands on deck and, and Danny would kind of be out of the house and doing his own thing. And then later on, he would kind of enter the picture. But that was not the case. And I was pleasantly surprised about that, you know, right from the get go, I'll be honest, like my husband was the first one to change my kids diapers, both of them after they were born. And I did not see that coming whatsoever. Um, and so right away, I was, you know, really surprised and happy to see how much of an equal partner Danny is in our marriage. And he really doesn't wait to be asked to do anything. He sees a need and he fills it and he has no problem with being the one to cook. um, And he is definitely the better cook than I am. Where we differ, I think is, for example, I'm much more of like the playful person. He's more of like the the rule and responsibility kind of person. So he really enforces the, you know, you need to clean up after yourself when you're done. Um, And I'm more of a like, let's go out and do something fun together. So we definitely have our um, really separate roles but we complement each other really well. And I, I feel spoiled too. I don't feel like I'm ever in need or want, or if I need a break, I'm, I'm afraid to ask or feel guilty to ask. Um, so I yeah. do appreciate that. And I know we had a lot of uh, listeners kind of respond um, in different ways about that. Laura, what did your listeners say about it? Yeah, I got this wonderful note uh, from one of our listeners. The women in our rather
0: small church are intrigued at my husband and I and how we handle our son. We tag team everything, putting his shoes on, giving him communion. We've always wanted our son to see and know that mom and dad are equal. We both cook. We both clean. We both work. We take turns. Yes, we bicker here and there. But for us, it's all about teamwork and ensuring that our son grows up to respect both genders equally. But of all, above all, understanding that sharing and helping are important, we saw this a lot. A lot of um, modern Coptic families are talking about how they're balancing the work. They're they're not uh, really emulating that old stereotype of the uh, dad just sitting around and mom doing everything.
1: I agree with that totally, and and I see that now too. And even in my own home, like I don't have to be exhausted and then ask, "Can you please?" take over. It's more of a, I see you're exhausted, go take a break and I'll take over. And I appreciate that so much. And we had a listener respond and I, and I love this. It wasn't so much that they responded in terms of his and her roles, but they responded in terms of strengths and weaknesses of the mom and the dad. Um, So she was saying that like for her, she relates to God more through the dogma and through the church rites, whereas her husband is the doer and he relates more relationally and Put, it teaches the kids to put their um, words into actions. And so that's how they do things in their home. And I appreciated that. I also had um, another listener tell about how the expectation for her, and this is kind of, I think, where we all kind of grew up with that Egyptian culture um, Moms are expected to take care of everything all the time, especially concerning the kids. And then dads sometimes can babysit their own children if mom has to go somewhere. But then mom needs to be like forever grateful and indebted to her husband and his willingness to do something without her. Um, and because of that societal like standard that was kind of ingrained in us, it had it came with so much mom guilt when you did have to leave the kids with, with dad for a little bit. Um, but again, these are the perceived expectations. I definitely see a change now in our families and in our churches with the men and the women growing up and getting married. It's just so different than how it used to be. Yeah, I remember when I was a teenager, uh, a lot of new immigrants came to our church
0: from Upper Egypt. And I remember that one time dad brought his infant son. He, He did this a lot, but I'm relating this moment that I realized So he brought his infant son with him to church and it was just him and his son because his wife was at work full time that day. And so he went and took the initiative to take his child to church all on his own, even though he was little and needed a bottle and needed changing and needed. And I remember uh, as a teenager, just being both shocked and exhilarated at this devotion of a father, both to his child and to the faith. To bring his son. And now, you know, once you see something, you start noticing it happens a lot. You know, people are breaking this stereotype of this sort of um, old fashioned uh, mentality of dad does
1: nothing. Right. And I think that's really says something that that was such a shocker to you when you saw the dad with his infant son, because we know if we saw a mom, we wouldn't, with an infant child, we wouldn't think anything of it. Um, But I think that really signifies the shift, Laura, that like, you know, it used to be something that was shocking and now it's become more um, of an equal partnership and more normal for us to see. And I will say that um, my sister-in-law is an American convert into the Coptic Orthodox Church and, um, Our church that we attend back home, she is, it's more of a a traditional, very traditional men sit on one side, women sit on the other. And it was a concern for her. I'll be honest. She walked in and she saw all the kids with all the moms and the mom's side was always the chaos side. Like there was just a lot of movement, a lot going on. Mom is needing to leave and do all this stuff. But the dads, they were always very quiet and peaceful and prayerful. And so she asked rather bluntly, is this normal? Like the mom kind of does everything and dad doesn't. And I had to tell her, like, there is a shift. Maybe it used to be like that. But like, look at, you know, in my family, my husband is not like that. He stands with me. He helps equally, especially in the church. And I see that a lot more now when we see with a lot of the churches that have now incorporated the family style seating, you know, which I know for some people still not acceptable. But in the ones that do that, we do see a lot more of participation from both sides of the family in that. What do you think? Yeah, our church still has the men on one side and the women on the other, but we
0: are still seeing, you know, parents with young children will sit in the back caring for their two-year-old. They'll take turns taking the child out. Um, They are really trying to find balances and ways to be helpful to each other. And I think that's so encouraging. I did get um, a message from a single mom saying that when, you know, when her life status changed That she's now in this culture where fathers are supposed to be the leaders um, spiritually, maybe, and now that's her responsibility. And so both tasks have fallen on her now. And I think we will need to explore that topic further the idea of one parent having to take over all of the responsibilities and, and what a strain that really is.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. And and this topic, you know, speaking directly to our listeners, you know, Laura and I when we were talking about the outline of this episode really, this could go so many ways. We could talk about the idea of submission in the church of, you know, wives submit to your husbands. And and we could talk about the single parents that have to figure it it out all by themselves in a society, like she was saying, where that's kind of not how we see things. We don't talk about it in terms of one parent having to do it all. Um, And definitely these will all be explored further. But in the meantime, Laura, you came up with a really great verse um, that kind of ties us all together. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so our reading for today is from
0: Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 to 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold threefold cord is not quickly broken. And when I read this verse, Madonna, I always think of this one night where I was taking care of our daughter, who was a little bit colicky, and I was trying to give Abuna a good night's sleep, leaving him asleep. I moved to the living room to take care of screaming baby by myself. And I remember thinking that if I didn't know that there was someone in the next room that I could rely on, that I could pass the baby off to if I really started to lose it, that it would be a very bad situation, that I could... Sort of empathize for the first time with those mothers, you know, that we see in 1920s movies leaving babies on doorsteps. That you know, I used to always think, what a horrific thing choice to make, and like, why would you ever give up your child? But when it's you're in the dark in the middle of the night and the baby won't stop screaming and you've done everything, if you have no one to help lift you up, I can't imagine that sort of pain and agony and just um, confusion and and the cracking that can cause. So. God created us to be together, to to raise our children together, to care for our children together, because he knows no one can sustain, you know, full capacity power the whole time. You know, for example, my mother gets these terrible migraines. And if dad wasn't willing to step in and help when she's in bed with a migraine, how can the household run? And so this idea that we are, we must be partners in raising our kids and in running the household.
1: I really appreciate that story that you shared, Laura, about you know you, when your daughter was a was a baby, because I could pretty much share exactly that same story and that same revelation, and just being so thankful that God created us. Um, I know right now, like there's this this real push to make everybody exactly the same, the men and the women exactly the same, and I can appreciate parts of that. However, I think God you know, God is smart. He really designed that on purpose, that there are certain roles that mom is just going to be great at and certain roles that dad is just going to be great at. And I really appreciate that we can complement each other. And and again, with that listener that characterized it by strengths and weaknesses, you know, how wonderful that we could have that opportunity to shine in our strengths in order to help lift the family unit to be in one together and the same with, you know, the husbands being able to play into their strengths and for all of us to be able to function together in that way. Um, and I really appreciate that. We, we just have our own roles that work together.
0: Yes. And that's, what's referred to in verse 12, a three, four, three, four, I can't say that today. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. That third part of the cord is God himself, right? The Holy spirit uniting us
1: and strengthening us. Now we have some news about uh, next week, right? We do. So, like we mentioned, it was really hard to contain this episode. So, we are going to be continuing the conversation next week. However, we are going to be joined by two very special guests, and they are our husbands. So, next week, we're going to have Abuna Philopatir and Daniel Lewindi to kind of come on and discuss their perspective um, growing up men. What did they see the expectations were for church and for society? And then what the church actually says. So, I'm really excited to kind of hear the opposite view of this
0: Right. We don't want to just present our perspective. We want to hear from our husbands, too. And on that note, we want you to please write in, uh, email us with any questions, with any um, thoughts or suggestions you have for what you want us to talk to our husbands about next week, um, what you want to hear from them or what you want them to answer and uh, we'll be waiting
1: with bated breath for your responses. <laughs> and also we are happy to present your responses in, uh, anonymously. So please tell us if you don't want your name to be used, that is totally fine. And we would just love to hear some feedback so we can kind of have some pointed questions to answer for you next time. Awesome. And, uh,
0: With that, we were going to close reminding you of our little disclaimer. Raising Up Cops is a podcast hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lowendi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Church or its hierarchy. These are purely our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, please email raisingupcops at gmail.com or post on the Coptic Dad and Mom Parenting community on Facebook. And I think that's it for us, Madonna. Thank you all and we can't wait till next week.